everyone. Welcome to Fur Baby Talk. This is episode seven, our canine cancer experiences. I'm Sue Genosa, your host. Today, my guest is one of my best friends, Jody DiGiani. So get a drink, sit down, put your earbuds in, relax, because we're going to be talking about one of the best things we have in our lives, our fur babies. Hello. Hi, Sue. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. How are you today for talking about all our fur babies today? Actually, it's great timing because it was just two years that we lost Leo the other day. So it's perfect timing. Oh, yuck. <laughs> it's, I, I, you know what, it's, it's going to be a year in the end of July for me for Diamond. And it's hard for me to even talk about still. I know. I know it's tough, but that's why we're here. We're going to tell what we went through and how we gave them extra life. Right. And I want, we, you know, we want to teach everybody what we did and, um, and like you said, give them extra life more than what the vets would have told us what they had, you know. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, well, first, how we, how we both met. You know, first of all, we have never met in person, so everybody knows that. <laughs> I guess on if FaceTime is in person, I guess we've we've met in person on FaceTime. Right. Um, but we met through a cancer group, and I was one of the moderators in there. And you needed help with Leo, right? Exactly. And I remember t- texting you or going through the group, and you just said, "Can I call you?" <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I said, sure. And I, I gave you my number through messenger and uh, the rest is all history, you know, which well, is you know, the, t- the texting is always harder. It's so much better to talk in person. So we did a much better job, I think. By talking. Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. And a lot of people um, through the through all the groups on Facebook, the cancer groups, the holistic groups, you know, if they if they needed help, we always went through messenger, at least there were a few people that I actually talked to on the phone. But um, you're the only one that I actually, you know, we actually became good friends, you know, Well, that's because we're sisters from another mother from another mother. Yes, we are. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? (laughs) With these dogs, you know, our philosophy is so aligned. And, you know, even when we weren't sure about something, we'd bounce it off each other and we'd come to the most logical conclusion, you know. Yep, yep, yep. So why don't we get into which cancer are both of our babies had? So you can go first. So Leo had, uh, uh, wait adenoma and it was located right near the duodenum so surgery was very difficult because if they removed the tumor it would have caused a leakage into the other organs and he would have been very sick so so the surgery was not a success um so after that so obviously you didn't do the surgery, correct? Well, well, we did. We tried. And when the oh, okay. surgeon saw where it was located, he did not remove it because he felt Leo would have been sicker by creating more or less a hole. You know, the, removing the tumor would have uh, left a hole and, and allowed for leakage into the organs, which would have made him very sick, he said. Yeah. So it became a waiting game at that point. And it was a battle. It was. It became our fight to save his life usually is when it comes down to cancer. That's for sure. Right. Right. So that was a little different than diamonds cancer. Correct. Um, diamond had, um, metastasized rectal edema carcinoma. She actually had a tumor in her rectum, which we found when they were releasing her anal glands. And when I went to the oncologist, they did the ultrasound and they found that it metastasized to her lymph node. And so that became that, you know, became our fight. Um, 
how did you how did you find what what first things did you do afterwards besides cry and and be miserable like we all do because you're in shock what was the one thing that you remember doing that you knew you had to do well so the first thing I did is, you know, obviously I was talking to my vet and she referred me to an oncologist. So I brought him there and the oncologist, um, their prognosis was not good. Her and my vet, she and my vet both said, we're going to lose Leo. And every time they said lose Leo, my heart just shattered. And in my head, I was screaming, at them to stop saying that. I didn't want him to hear it. Um, yep. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can not to lose him. And the oncologist said, you can put him through chemo and these will be the results. Like he might've lasted three months, but without the chemo, she was giving him like a month to three months. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try holistic. I told her right at that moment, I need to try holistic way of, he- of, of saving this dog, I'm not going to put him through chemo because if the, if he wasn't going to live for another year or two years, it didn't seem worth it to put him through the trauma of chemo. I much rather have tried some holistic way. I had a mom on chemo and I really believe it shortened her life. So I wasn't going to do that to Leo. You know, it it just, didn't seem like the right thing to do. And she suffered more with the chemo. And again, didn't want this little tiny baby to suffer with chemo. And that's when I went to a Chinese herbalist for dogs. I had uh, acupuncture. (laughs) He he had acupuncture. And then I started um, cooking food for him and my other dogs because I had two other Shih Tzus. So... I started home cooking for them using the crock pot and making chicken and spinach and garlic and all kinds of things that, you know, would create a healthy diet. But that's when I found the group and I found you and we put them on raw and then we started our regime of supplements, which I know you're going to get into a little bit later. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. But to back up just a minute before he was diagnosed with the cancer, maybe it's good to tell what the symptoms were that brought me to the vet with him. Go ahead. He was getting diarrhea. Well, because I have two other dogs and they're paper trained. um, I wasn't sure who was. Well, it doesn't even matter. I'd find diarrhea in little places in the house after coming home from work and I had no idea who it belonged to. So I would write it down on the calendar because it was too frequent. And I'm saying somebody has something going on. And it took me a little while to figure out it was Leo. And then his gums were turning white. So we rushed him to the vet and that's how we had the diagnosis. She, she did blood tests, she did x-rays. And it wasn't until he had the sonogram that they figured out what it was and where it was. And then, you know, of course, with the surgery was when they, uh, you know, they were able to biopsy it and they didn't remove it. So we knew it was definitely cancer and it wasn't operable. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't operable. It couldn't come out. Right, right, right. In other words, he was terminal. Right. As they might say to us, you know, because that was told to me too. Um, Yeah, basically the same thing with me. When I found out that Diamond was sick, I was just totally besides myself. I I didn't know what to do. And I did want to do holistic. And I bought this big, thick book off of face or not Facebook, um, Amazon. And I thought, well, by the time I read this and figure this out, you know, it's going to be too late. So I was so scared. I did go with the chemo. I did um, five treatments with her, did nothing for her, literally nothing. The tumor didn't shrink. The lymph node didn't shrink. Um, he kept on changing freaking medicines, never did anything except make her sick, you know, like the second or two days after, after each treatment. 
Um, then the, and the fifth treatment he wanted to do oral, he goes, let's try oral, uh, um, chemo. I said, okay. After the first pill, the next day she was, it was coming out both ends. She was miserable. And I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I can't do this. And I've told people this all, all, all the time that again, I was dumbstruck, didn't know what to do. I was heartbroken. And then scrolling through Facebook, I found a group that we, that I joined and, you know, Diamond was on her way to, you know, eating raw and you learned so much. And eventually I became a moderator and then you and I met, but, um, it was slow. It was a slow ride (laughs) to get there. It felt like forever. Oh yeah. You know, it felt like forever that. I was going to lose her because they gave her, um, cause I didn't mention this. They gave her three to six months. They gave her three to six months. And that was in December of 2016. So, um, so, and that's how, it, you know, we went through everything. I did the raw and, uh, changed the, uh, the supplements I started adding. Um, it, it's, it was a whole ordeal. Um, but as you and I know that it was worth every single penny that we spent and every single second minute of the day we had with them. Well, and you know, it's funny. It's absolutely true. I I mean, I would have done anything to save him anything and spend any amount of money. Yep. Well, the funny thing was, is when you talk about the raw, I had a traditional vet at the time. She's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. However, she kind of dug her heels in the ground about treating him holistically. And when I told her I was putting him on a raw diet, she, she wasn't for it, but she wasn't against it. But her reasoning was that the VMA, they teach them not to advocate for raw. And she said, well, in your case, you don't have small babies crawling around on the floor that could potentially get sick from the raw food. She said, but, you know, you really need to be careful with it. And I looked at her and I said, Ren, I make meatballs from raw beef. Exactly. I hold raw chicken. Exactly. And I slice the breast in half to get them thinner. I pound them. I, you know, I roll them in flour. I mean, I'm handling raw meat all the time for ourselves, you know, for us, for our yeah. meat. I Why mean, we all do. Different. Exactly. It, exactly. I mean, we all do. We all, we all handle raw food. What do you do once you're done clean or done cooking? You clean up. Just exactly. the same thing as when I feed my dogs, I clean up. Exactly. You know, you so, wipe down the counters, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's so silly how that she was giving you, you know, a lecture, I guess, about it. Well, and especially that she was saying it came from the VMA. Uh, yes. Is that the well, best that they could come up with to not yeah. feed your dog yeah. raw? Yeah. And, you know, you have to be a believer in raw. I mean, there's a lot of people I've tried to talk to about it and explain the the reasons why the benefits are on raw. Yeah. exactly the benefits and how they animals are in the wild and so you have to be a believer in it some people just want to open up a can and put the food in the bowl and i mean i almost rather see people food go in the bowl than what's in the can oh absolutely so, and I, I i remember um when i first took uh, doing the chemo and um I remember asking them, should I change her diet? Um, you know, and they're like, oh, no, no, not at all. And let's mention um, the medicine that our both babies were on. Um, I can't mention, we cannot mention the name because we'd probably get sued. Um, but it starts with an A and you see commercials for it. And it is for um, itchy dogs when your dog is real itchy. Um, yeah, and you know, it's so funny because Leo had yeast infections in his ear and the vet was yep. prescribing this drug. And, you know, you, we've all grown up trusting the vet and their judgment. And obviously they give you medicine. You want your dog to be better. You give it to your dog. Well, 
now I'm in a different place. I question everything. And yeah. I went back to read the insert for that drug. Yep. And it does say that you should not give it to a dog with cancer. It's, you should not administer it to a dog with precancerous cells. Well, I'm sorry, but we can't tell in humans who have precancerous cells how are we going to tell in dogs? Right. And I also believe that um, giving a medicine like that to a sick dog, even though they think that allergies is, is not a quote unquote sickness, I believe it is. Well, you know what? I agree with you. And, and the problem is, is that these allergies should not be treated with medication I mean, unless the dog is falling apart with allergies, I can't even give you an example of why I would give my dog that medication again. I have no, I have no examples. I just know that it all comes down to the food. Right. And everyone I've spoken to, their animals to raw, never see the allergies again. And you know what? Leo had those yeast infections, but and then he got cancer. And when he was, I switched him over to the raw, he never got another yeast infection in his ear again. It's all food related. All food related. It's all food related. Yep. And um, with Diamond's cancer being from, you know, in the rectum and the anal glands, I do want everyone to know that you, you don't have, you shouldn't have to express the anal glands all the time. They should be expressing their anal glands every time they poop. So if there is something going on and you have to get them expressed all the time, like I did, though my vet said, oh, it's no big deal. It just happens to some dogs. It's to me, in my opinion, now this, this is just my opinion. It's from the food that she ate because after that happened and obviously she had the cancer, she, I, she never scooted. She, once I changed her diet, I never had to have them expressed ever again, even though she had the cancer, never again. Right. right. So it all comes down to their food. And the food that is processed, the dry food, I learned over the weekend, and you could help me with the word, the carcinogen. Carcinogen, yes. I did it. it. (laughs) Yes, yes, I did it. Um, But once it is dried and made into the kibble, it has the carcinogens in there <laughs> and it, they cause right. cancer. Well, and you know what? It makes sense because look at the food for humans with all the, the preservatives and, you know, there's right. pesticides right. in our food and, you know, it's in the dog food as well. And you're talking about smaller beings. I mean, little tiny Shih Tzus, poodles, chihuahuas, these are little dogs. They can't absorb all that and, and have it come out like with humans. I mean, we shouldn't have it over time either. We, I mean, but right. we're bigger and we, you know, maybe it spreads itself out better. I don't really know. But well, these are little tiny- I think this is a good, I think this is a good ex- example. If you, if you eat McDonald's every single day from the time you are six weeks old, to your 14 years old, as old as maybe a dog would live. Think about You'd that. Be sick. <laughs> right. All the, the uh, it just just that itself should be like a, a, a light bulb going over and, and blowing up over everybody's head right exactly. this second. And that's what feeding dog food and canned food, because you don't know what it's in. Exactly. In and, it, it's, and remember it, it, a few years ago, they had to. Um, recall all the dog food that came from China, given the pandemic that we're in or getting out of, does anybody really trust China with their dog food or with their chicken anymore? I don't absolutely not. I don't trust their processes. I mean, I've seen videos of the way they've been handling uh, sewing the masks and the dirt and the filth around sewing masks. Could you imagine the filth and and the unsanitary just, just making dog oh absolutely food. I mean please yes they they do not have any animal rights in China right. so anyone in the whole country of China can treat an animal no matter what it is how they fit see fit and 
I've seen videos that makes make me sick, yeah. have made me sick. So if you see a, a treat that you're thinking, oh, this is great. And if it's made in China, put it back, go home, get your crock exactly. pot out and make some meatballs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I know that you had an episode about raw feeding. So what I would say to anybody listening is go back and listen to that episode so you get the full yep. um, explanation of why raw is so good. And also on Netflix, watch Pet Fooled and you'll see some of the sources of the dog food. And it, I think people will change their mind oh, pretty yeah. quickly about what they want yeah, to give their that, dogs. Yes, absolutely. Pet Fooled was, it, that's an eye opener for anybody. Right. And, and I think when Diamond got, when, when Diamond was diagnosed in December of 2016, Lucky was 11, our other dog. Lucky's 14 now. And I switched him to Raw, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you have a dog right now at home that's 20. You can switch. Exactly. You can switch. Well, and them. that also goes and to the puppies. Because when I first, we first, we, we, added to our pack here so we had two little girls left after we lost lee and we we just added two puppies a year ago and their brothers and they immediately went on raw food there is no reason to hesitate i mean if you're afraid transitioning them from wherever you get the dog you just do a little add a little bit but i just did cold turkey i switched them from the dry food they were on um, that the breeder had them on. Oh, sorry, I said breeder, but <laughs> but we, um, and switched them right over to raw. Yep, so did I. I mean, we added uh, a little girl Addie to our pack. Um, when in October, this past October, and she was three months when I brought her home, and the first meal she had in my house was. Uh, I think it was beef, but it was a, it was raw meat. She ate it like she, she never had eaten in months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do love it. And they do. They do love it. And, you know, some people were like, oh, you're going cold Turkey. You know, like you said, what, you know, would they get diarrhea? Some dogs, some dogs probably would. Um, you know, it all depends on the dog. It literally depends on the dog. So, um, Addie never did. Addie didn't get diarrhea. I think, I believe Lucky did for a few, for a few days when I switched him. He was harder to switch because like you and I both did, we were cooking at first. Right. And then I switched to raw and Lucky was harder to switch to raw. I literally was, if Diamond was getting her raw food and her chicken and her quail and whatever, and uh, Lucky would be, he'd put his nose up to it, what needed. So all finally I was cooking for him and I was just browning the outside and throwing it in his bowl. And he, then he was eating it. And I did that. For, I think I did it for a couple days and then that was it. I threw it in there raw and then he went, then he was fine. Yeah, he was fine, but it was longer for him. Diamond, he, you know, I, since diamond was um, dumped in front of my house, so I had, I had no history of what happened to her or anything. So, but she would catch baby birds and birds in our, our backyard too. So her going to raw so naturally it really didn't shock right, me at right. all, and, you and know, because. With, with, I was just saying with the puppies or with the dog that you think might have diarrhea from raw or if they get it. I would have, I was all prepared to add bone broth to it because the bone broth yep. would have settled the stomach because it's so yeah. good for them and their, and their gut health that I knew that, okay, if anybody has um, an unfavorable reaction to this initially, I would have given them a little bone broth and it would have been, uh, would have been fine, but they didn't, they were fine right. with it. They right. love the raw meat. They love it. Yeah, and th they did. So let's get into what we fed them. What was our regime on there? Um, the supplements that we did. Um, I know we did, I, we put, and I did it for Diamond too, and we put Leo through the 30-day detox. You know, and just to back up a second, I'm, something, something came okay. to my mind. 
before I met you, what the, um, I did find a holistic vet. I, I found one, Marty Goldstein, his name is everywhere. So he's uh, pretty reputable. Oh yeah, he's in yeah, New York. pretty reputable. I think he's in California now too. But I went to his clinic here in New York and they gave Leo a vitamin C IV because high, uh, high yes. dosage is a vitamin C is supposed to be really good for um, an animal or a human with cancer because the cancer thinks the vitamin C is sugar. So it's running after the vitamin C and it gobbles it up. And when it does, it kind of explodes that cancer cell. So right. vitamin C right. is a great thing to do. I mean, God forbid people have cancer babies that are listening. But if you do, vitamin C is a great thing to give the dogs, which after his IV, I met Sue. And then she immediately had me put uh, Leo on the 30-day detox. And I'll let Sue go here. <laughs> right. And I, if I remember correctly, too, when... Um, when the dog has cancer, the, the vitamin C is very low. And that's why the cancer usually will take over because their vitamin C is oh, so low. Okay. So adding the vitamin C to their body, it just brings up the vitamin C. It boosts their immune system, obviously, and it gives them a little bit more fight. Right you know, so to speak, you know, to go into it. Yeah. The 30 day, um, detox is, it was, um, I, I, I don't want to say it was difficult cause it really wasn't difficult. It was just long. Right. It was just long. Um, but the 30 day, um, detox was just, um, raw goat's milk, bone broth, uh, chia seeds, uh, milk thistle and the green juice that we that we made. Well, and you're right. Um, it wasn't it wasn't hard. I think it was the first three no. days that were difficult. Yeah, I think I think it was them. the first. Yeah, three to five days right. was like okay, it's all liquid. you know. But once right. you got through, you, you know, because it basically what it is is you're detoxing your dog, and you're not giving any food, no meat, no nothing. You're just giving them raw goat's milk, bone broth, um, the green and, juice, uh, the green juice. And with the chia seeds, you put a teaspoon of chia in their milk or green juice or their broth, uh, one teaspoon for every 10 pounds of your dog. Uh, the chia seeds is very nutritious for your dog, obviously. Um, but that will clean out and get rid of all the toxins in your pet's body. Now, yes, most likely your pet will have diarrhea if they have toxins in their body. So I always tell everybody the first few days, make sure you're going to be home. Right. So if they actually have to go potty, you're there, you know, or if they have to go out right away, you're there. Um, but then like the third and fourth day, you add a couple sardines in the morning and a teaspoon of cottage cheese, a full fat cottage cheese. I like Daisy cottage cheese because it only literally has, um, I think it's two or three uh, ingredients. That's it. And stay away. I found that going organic on those kind of things, the list of the ingredients is outrageous. Oh, really? It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I like the Daisy. It has like two or three ingredients in it. And on the third or fourth day, you add those things. And you could add a raw egg at night. Um, raw eggs, I like to stay away from the chicken. If you don't have duck eggs or quail eggs, if you can get them, God bless you. Um, though you could do a chicken egg. Um, it, it Diamond went for it right away. Diamond, it, I, I tell everybody that Diamond did anything I ate anything I gave her. I could do anything for her. It's probably one of the reasons why she lived so long. But she liked the raw eggs. So did Lucky. Thinking about it now, but um, I think they would if they if your dog doesn't like the raw egg. Fry pan. Cook it for like a couple seconds. Literally just you know just a minute and throw it in their bowl. Yeah, mine enjoyed and it. Even, they did well. Yeah, yeah, I. 
And Diamond didn't like it if I scrambled it. She liked to eat the, the yolk when it was whole. <laughs> Something that, you know, she just liked. Um, but then on the fifth day, you do the same thing as the third and fourth day, the sardines in the morning, the cottage cheese and the raw egg. And on the fifth day, you could add just a little meat, add a half portion of their meat for their breakfast and dinner and um, do the do the sardines, the cottage cheese midday, raw egg at night before you go to bed and the dinner. Um, the sixth day, the same, just the egg. I mean, I'm sorry, the bone broth, the green juice, you know, um, and then at the seventh day, you, we start adding the supplements right. and you do one supplement for three days, only one, you add one, you add them in the, to their diet slowly. So in case if something happens, let's just say they get diarrhea, you'll know what actually did it because you added the cat's claw that those two or three days. So you'll know to back off on the cat's claw a little bit, whatever the um, supplement was that day. And, that basically is for the 30 days. And I'll tell you, you know, right I, after the detox, Leo ate any kind of raw food. Because in the beginning, I, I just sat here thinking about it. In the beginning, he was a little finicky with his raw because we came off of cooking, like you said. And right, right. Lily and, and Frankie, my other two, they immediately liked the raw. Leo was being a little finicky, but when he went through detox, he ate everything and I never had an issue yep. with him again. Right. I think for, for that reason is because the first couple of days they don't get right. any meat and basically they're hungry. They're going to eat anything you give right. them. And that just brings them up to what is really good for them. And this is what you're going to get. And then it, it, it just goes from there. They just get so used to it and they like it. And it's, it's, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to discourage anybody because it really, it really wasn't as hard as it seems that we're talking no, as it not. was, because it really wasn't. Um, like I said, I think it's, like I've told everybody, when you're detoxing them or doing like a bone broth fast, especially for the first time, it's harder on us because we're not feeding right. them. Because they look at you like, uh, where's the meat? Well, and the, and the other thing was, is that Leo had lost a little weight when he was diagnosed with the cancer. So by not feeding him those first few days, I was a little concerned about yeah. his weight. Yeah, I do remember that you were nervous. To, not nothing. I give him yeah, nothing. Yeah, just liquids. <laughs> but the truth of the matter was, is that it more or less jump started his immune system. So right. I could see he bounced back from that. Like he had yep. a lot of energy. Yep. He was running around, and I think that the um, the mushrooms, those those mushrooms that you give them, the turkey. The the turkey, turkey tail. tail and then there was the reishi mushrooms like that's all really good for energy and he was right. doing very well after the detox and then every right, time right. he had a little issue we put him on a fast and it just started his right. immune system again right right um i just thought of something that let's go back to the chia seeds the chia seeds what they also do is they bind themselves around the toxins in their body and f make sure they gets out. They get out, so it comes out the other well, end. Well, that's good for us. So too. the chi <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, in fact, I just bought a whole new bag of chia seeds because um, I like put it in a smoothie or yeah. something. Um, so let's get to the supplements that we used. Obviously, vitamin C. I used to give. I gave Diamond two thousand milligrams a day. Now she was a uh, eighteen pound dog. I gave her two thousand. Um, what did you give Leo? You gave from the 2000 also, yes, correct? it was the liquid vitamin C, so it absorbs faster than a pill. Yep. But yep. then um, I yeah. think because um, it was vitamin C can, if you overload on vitamin C, you could get diarrhea. I know it happens that way in people. I think with Leo, I brought him up to it. You know what I mean? I gave 
like yes. 500 yes. in the morning and right. 500 midday and you know right. enough for it to go through his system without giving it to him all at once so if you divide it I think it works better and then now I know I know with people um because I'm in a vitamin c group on Facebook and when you're sick they tell you in that group to take so much vitamin c that you do get yeah. diarrhea yeah yeah so you know that you have plenty of it in your body and it's flushing out. So now you're okay. And then, then, then they tell you to back off right, a little right. bit, you know, but yeah, I gave diamond. I don't remember if I did 500, 500, to be honest, I don't remember, but I was giving her the 2000 milligrams of vitamin C. That was the first thing that we, we added to their diet was the vitamin C. Cause to me, that was the number one thing that they right. needed. So we did that the first, the first few days, then we added the, um, vitamin D. Now I didn't give the vitamin D every day. And the reason why I didn't was because it was 5,000 I use. And that's I a did lot. the same as you. I did it like every yeah. third day I gave more. Yeah. Yep. Every three, four, yeah. five days I yeah. would give her and I would, and I got the gel tabs and I would just poke it with a needle right. and squeeze right. it onto her food. Yeah. Um, the cat's claw. Cat's claw is a natural anti antibiotic. Um, and it's, we recommend three times the recommended human dose for that. So with that, when you're adding that to the diet, you're, you're going to have to add it slowly only because it has a flavor. I feel because every time I added some more to diamonds food, it, she, she knew it was there. So I, that was one thing that I added slowly, but the one trick I want to let everyone know, since you're feeding the dogs sardines, we used uh, wild planet in water because they're wild caught. The, and low sodium. The sardine. And low sodium. Uh, yes. And low sodium. The, um, the sardine juice in my house was like gold. <laughs> yep, it certainly is. Because I, I would I would save it. People thought I was nuts. I'm like, oh, I saved that. That's like gold. Because if one day that diamond really didn't want to eat, all I had to do is even even if she had a sardine in her bowl, I would have to just throw a little sardine juice on the meat. Boom, she'd eat. So that's, I learned that, okay, this is how I'm going to give her the more, you know, the, the three times of the human dose of the cat's claw. And it's usually on the bottle of how much, uh, you know, a human dosage. So you just triple it. Right. Um, the chia seeds we did, um, the chia seeds, I, I would do mix it in the meat or I would put it in their milk, you know, in their raw goat's milk. Um, turmeric. What was that black seed oil? Oh, the black seed oil, black seed oil will, um, it's supposed to stop the cancer from metastasizing. And that had a taste too. So that, oh, that, that was That awful. you had to add slowly or only that with sardine juice. <laughs> yes, that was awful. And I remember, um, Jeff, um, Hargett, who's done podcast with me too. Um, he had me giving her and I can't remember how much. And I was like, Jeff, <laughs> she's, I, I it's given me, it's hard time get, cause it was awful. Yeah. It was right. awful. Um, but you know, I remember if I remember correctly, it was Jeff that told me just give what she'll, she'll let you. And then very, very slowly, you know, add a drop more and a drop more. Because if I remember correctly, and I, well, I, I really don't want to give the wrong information. It was like five drops for five days or, or something like that. But um, if anybody wants to know, they can, you know, they could just email me. Um, but uh, and I'll, I'll find out. But yeah, the black seed oil was awful tasting. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was bad. But the turmeric, the turmeric powder, you could buy the turmeric powder. We added that to their food. We did golden paste. Yeah, the, the golden, golden paste. paste too. The golden paste is turmeric, coconut oil, and black pepper, um, and, black pepper. and you cook yeah. it. You put the um, the coconut or, or the wa oh, water too. Right. Um, you could you could find you could just Google golden paste that comes up everywhere. Yeah. Golden paste is anti-inflammatory because of the turmeric in there, um, and it 
they say it might kill cancer cells that they couldn't tell you. Yes, for sure it did. Um, but we did that. In fact, I used it for Lucky for his arthritis. And let me tell you, man, he it changed his life for yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's good. That stuff it's was good awesome. for people to do golden paste too. If you have a little yep. arthritis. In fact, you just reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> I should use it myself. But um, yeah, so we had the golden paste. There were quite a few um, supplements, and the turkey tail mushroom. The turkey tail mushrooms. We we recommended the three times of the the human dose in there, and that I had to add slowly to her diet too, because I think it was a teaspoon. A teaspoon was a human dose, so three times the human dose was three teaspoons. Right. So, and our little, and our, our dogs were little, so they weren't getting a lot of meat. And when you put three teaspoons in there, you know, that's all they tasted right, was the turkey right. tail. And then you had all the other supplements to boot. It was hard to camouflage right. in. So. Right, right. So it was, it was hard. So I ended up doing a teaspoon and a half in the morning and a teaspoon and a half at night. And I would try, you know, maybe sneak a little more in there, you know, but that's how I did it. Right. You know, and and slowly because she would taste it. And again, the the sardine juice came in handy because you mix the you mix the the mushrooms, the 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 turkey tail mushrooms and everything in there, and you just poured the sardine juice and mixed it all up. It it basically she, basically and the bone broth. You basically had soup, right? <laughs> you know, but she ate it. And that's all that matters, you know. And I don't know if you remember in the beginning of all this, I was, you know, it was all so new to me. And I was so worried about Leo and I wanted to fix him in the worst way. And I was like, how much of this? How much of that? I need the exact recipe. I was so focused on <laughs> exact measurements because I wanted to get it right for him. And and then, like, you're doing this for a couple of weeks, three weeks, and all of a sudden you're realizing it's you're really not going to make a mistake. You know, if you put a little extra in, it's okay. If you, if you didn't right. get exactly a teaspoon of chia seeds, that's okay. You've got all this Correct. really good stuff going into your dog's nutrition, and that's the most important thing, you know is that getting all right. this good stuff in there and getting them off the bad, which, you know, the kibble is the absolute worst. And I thought I was doing so well because I was buying an organic brand of dog food. I won't, I won't say the name, but I thought, oh, okay, I'm getting him, I'm getting all my dog's organic food. And then come to find out it's just as bad as the rest because of how they process it. It's just, yeah. How yeah, they make it. Yeah. Food. Yep. The raw food is the best. Yep. Um, I wanted to get into the green juice that we made. Now, there's so many recipes for green juice out there. You could just Google it. Um, but this is what we used was kale and spinach, cucumber, celery, parsley, cilantro, and a pear and an apple. Um, you'd use the juicer. A lot of people use those. What are those big... Um, blenders that can make soup the vitamix. Jody. that's what i use the vitamix yeah there you go and a lot of people use those and the green juice um is is really good for them though i do recommend when i was when diamond was alive i didn't add the the pear and the apple because i was so afraid of the I sugar in either. them i was gonna ask you i did not even yeah i was so afraid but let me tell you it smelled like flipping swamp grass oh it was like you know wheatgrass you know yeah yeah and now when I first made it the first couple times I made it I did it with the apple and juice and and Phil my husband tasted he goes really not that bad with the apple and pear in there so I recommend the apple and the pear only because it's it's it is a a natural sugar so their body will be able to um I don't want to say fight it off, but handle it. And even though if they have cancer, um, their immune system will be so high and functioning that the, the little bit of sugar from the green juice won't be any big deal. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would recommend it. And, and Jeff also told me, no, no, you add the pear what and the, the apple, too. What about a banana? I don't see why because not. Because I'll tell you, when you put a banana in the green juice, it really changes everything. Oh, it I tastes bet. Really I mean, good. who doesn't yeah, like a it banana? it tastes really good. And, you know, when I would make juice for myself, because I was juicing for the longest time, Leo would run up to me. And if I said to him, you want some juicy? He was like in my face, practically, you know, in the cup trying to get it out because the banana, it smelled so good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I cut yeah. that out though when he had cancer because I again I didn't want to give him the sugar. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, and you know, and and you could. I just want everyone to know too that you can give all this to your dog, even if they're not with cancer. Right. This is all very healthy for them. It gives them a good, healthy immune system. It boosts their immune system. Um, making bone broth is so easy. You can find so many recipes online. Um, it's it's one thing it's one thing when they're sick but when they're healthy you can still give them healthy food and healthy supplements give them vitamin c every so often you know just to just to give them the vitamin c right right the vitamin c would be really good now that with leo because it was a liquid i would syringe it yeah so did i i would do that but that's you know that's a different level of commitment (laughs) Yeah. Well, on top of it, you have to have a dog that will let you right. do it. You know, I mean, I've dealt with other people, you know, I've helped other people with their dogs and they were like, oh, he or she won't let me do it. I was like, try to sneak it in their food. You know, like when, when I was fostering that little dog, little peanut, she would and she had cancer, the poor little thing. Um, she wouldn't let us uh, syringe it either. So I I had to do not the liquid with her. I did that Esther C vitamin right. C with her. I crushed the pills and I put it in her food. That's all I could do for her, you know, because she would not let, let us syringe it at all. But, you know, I mean, you do your best for them. And, you know, like I've, I've said it before, if, if diamond didn't let me do what I did to her, she wouldn't have lived that right. life. I guarantee you because same with Leo, because Leo he let you he probably wasn't too thrilled about it and neither was diamond you know she she would see me get the syringe out and she usually if my if my son was home she'd go hide by kevin <laughs> that's funny. you know because she knew that i was coming with the syringe with her medicine you know and you know it it gave them a long life longer than what they expected what we expected and i think that's the main thing for this podcast that getting that diagnosis was devastating and probably will be for the rest of my life. But she lived, she lived 31 months when she was supposed to only live three to six. And I thank God for every second of every day that I had her with that. And I can't say anymore. I, I would do it all over again. I would have, I would have mortgaged my house if I could have saved her. I'm with her. you on that. I would have mortgaged my house for every single penny that it was worth if I could have saved her. I would have been in deep, deep debt, but she still would have been here. I know, I know. I feel the same way. And and I think many people that are listening to this will say the same thing. Though they would do anything for their dog. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, if you love your dog that much, you do anything, you know, and I don't know, it's just really hard. But I think once we got used to doing everything for them, um, it just came natural for us. Oh, it was it was definitely a habit. You know, you do something. Yes, you do something three or four times. And now it's a routine. Instead of saying a habit, it was a routine. And right. Yeah, there you go. I lost Leo when I lost him. I, I mean, of course, the devastation took hold and I didn't want to move out of my bed. I just was so sad yeah. for so long, but I had two other dogs to care for and yep. I continued some of the routine for a while with them. And, you know, I look back now and I say, it, you know, it really wasn't that hard. In the beginning, it felt hard because of the overwhelming sense of, you know, your dog has cancer. 
that was so overwhelming that it was hard to, to clear the fog out of my head. But once I did and I got into this routine, it was easy to do for my dog and all of my dogs. Right. And now, like if someone says to me, would you do it again? Yeah, I would do it again. I hope I never have to do it again. The thought of having to do it again for, you know, a cancer baby is, you know, again, horrifying. But there are things I still do for the dogs. Not They're not on a strict routine like I was before. You know, they're, they get the raw food, they get goat's milk, they get bones broth. And I should, I should do some green juice every now and then. It's not really that hard to do this. You know, it really isn't. Right. No, it and isn't. You can and I've, you can freeze the green juice, exactly. you can freeze the bone broth. It's, right. It's right. And that's what, that's what I did too. I used to freeze the bone or the bone broth and the green juice. And when, you know, I would just leave out for three or four days for the green juice, right. you know, cause lucky, lucky really, I don't remember if lucky drank it or not, to be honest, but um, I would just leave, I would just take out containers that were just for like three or four days, you know, and same with the bone broth, you know, they, that was good for a week. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I like you, I, they get the bone broth, they get the goat's milk, they get the raw meat, um, they get their bones. You know, I buy meat that has bones in it like you do, the grind. Um, once in a while, I'll feed a quail here and there, you know, so they get their bones. Um, there is one thing that I would like to start is like doing the chicken necks or I have a client that does um, the bone marrows. They get the bone marrow bones. But he has a uh, a Doberman, so he's big. But and he says he just loves them. He eats the whole bone, the whole, and obviously they're raw. And when they're raw, they're okay for the dogs to eat. So let everyone know that. Um, but he says he he just loves them, and he said he can't believe how clean his dog's teeth are. Oh wow! After that, so and now Diamond loved the the wings. She loved quail legs. I tried duck feet and <laughs> they were, they, first of all, it was, they were too big for her. Uh, Lucky loved them. I know a lot of people feed the chicken feet, um, raw chicken feet. You can do that for their, for their um, teeth too. Uh, but the marrow bones, like the, the chicken necks, I think that chicken and turkey necks, because the turkey necks obviously are bigger and you can cut them and then freeze them in little baggies. That's what I did with the chicken necks because the whole chicken neck was too big for diamond. So I would like cut it in half and give half to her and half to Lucky, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of it, you know, it you don't, it, they don't have to have, they don't have to be sick. So if you switch to raw food, how, however old your dog is, they'll still have the first thing that I noticed when I switched, I don't know about you, Jody, was their hair. Their fur was just so soft. You know, it's funny because I have friends who say your dog's fur is just amazing. Yep. And I, and I always say it's the raw food. Yep. It's the raw food. I mean, it's their diet. Their fur is like butter. (laughs) Yeah. Like butter. Yeah. And, 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 and and I know from going to clients' houses and petting their dogs who, because I do have a few clients that feed raw. I know the ones that feed raw and don't feed raw because of the fur, just basically because of the fur. Right. You know, so, I mean, that's, it, it has its benefits besides being healthier. And um, I saw a video this today before we did the podcast um, by Dr. Judy Morgan. And if you find her, she has her Facebook page and she went in the video to the grocery store, to the pet aisle. And she was doing how much it was for the pet food how much it was per pound for the dry dog food and the canned food and then went shopping and she ended up spending more uh, less i think it was like two something a pound for fresh meat and vegetables and mussels to make a stew for the her dogs oh wow well you know- and and a lot of the the dry food was like five 
I think the highest was like 550 a pound. And she made it for like 250. It was two something. I can't remember. It was $2 and some odd change. And she bought, um, they had a sale. She goes, you have to look for the sales. She goes, they had a package of chicken for $16. And then you got buy one, get one free. And she said, and there were steaks on sale. So I could have gone that way too. She goes, you just have to look for the deals and make it. And she goes, and this will feed my dogs for four days. Yeah, see, I was just thinking about, as you're saying, last month when we moved back to New York, um, we loaded up on our raw dog food that we get from someone locally, and he has organic raw food for dogs. And um, I have four Shih Tzus. I purchased, I don't know how many pounds of food, but it was 150 bucks. And here it is a month and basically a month and a week later. And I still have three more packages, which I think each package is two pounds. So I still have three more packages left. I won't be out of dog food until another week and a half or two weeks from now. And so that'll be a month and three weeks four dogs at $150. Yep. That's, and that's, and that's for six weeks. Exactly. So, and, and I remember I was spending like $85 or $90 a bag of dog food that lasted me a month. Yep. See? So, I mean, for 30, $40 more, you got fresh meat, you get, you know, the vegetables, it, you know, it, it's, it just doesn't, it, you, you, the light bulb has to go off on people. Right. You know, and I have a friend who her dog went through surgery and I told her, she said, what would you do? I said, you know, better than to ask me what I would do, because yep. I'm always going to tell you, switch him to raw food and bring him to a holistic vet. I said, you're bringing him from vet to vet. You're trying to figure out how to fix this, what to do with his diet. He's an older dog. He's a lab. And I think he's 10 or 12 so, I mean, the life expectancy on the bigger dogs, unfortunately, is less than the smaller dogs. And I said to her, like a year ago, I said, switch him to raw. And she just can't bring herself to do it. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you always ask me what I would do. And I always tell you raw. So she tells me, well, I put him on fresh pet. <laughs> aye, I, said, aye, aye. I said, yeah, pretty much that. Those five little words, ay, 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 It's, um, you know, but, you know, we keep trying because other people have told me too, if you, if you tell that person one time, that person might hear it from another person, the same thing you told them right. and might all be like, oh, Jody told me that. Oh, wait, Sue told me the same thing. Maybe I should look into it. Well, so. <laughs> Other people told me that just keep on telling people, you know, um, because sooner or later it's going to click. Well, and then the other thing is, is I've told her, just go on Netflix and watch Pet Fool. Right. You will see what's going into this food. And she, I, I asked her, did you watch it? No. Did you watch it? No. Yep. 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 You know, if I had a sick dog, I'd be in the library. I'd be watching everything I could. I'd be Googling it all. I think what comes down to, just like us, you get the rude awakening when, unfortunately, your dog gets sick. Right. And that's what I, you and I would like to stop and other, uh, other people that we both know. That's why we tell people. Okay, your dog has allergies. It's, oh, the vet told me it's food allergies. I know it is. So take him off the dog food, put him, put him or her on, on fresh food. The allergies will go away. Well, and then the other thing that bothers me about this is that if you have a sick dog, I mean, if the, you have a person that has a sick dog and they are not listening to you because we're not vets. So we, you know, we, they're not, we don't have those credentials, but we certainly have the experience of having the sick dogs and extending their lives for longer than what the vet gave. Cause Leo lived yeah. 10 more months, even though he had a one month, you know, death sentence, he had 10 loving months. 
But what bothers me is that those are the same people that if the vet said, put him to sleep, that they would just do it because the vet said it when their dog maybe could have more life. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, we only have like 30 seconds left to our podcast, so we're going to have to end it here. Um, I'm glad we talked. And if anybody needs anything, you have questions about anything, you could always email me at diamondsbonebroth at gmail.com if you have any questions about the podcast. And I wanted to thank Jody for thank you, listening. Sue. And go and hug your pet today. So I'll see you. I'll talk to you soon, Jody. Okay, Sue. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.